Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro, where we have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I have little bro, Kadeem Murray, on the show to come chop it up with us. I'm really excited. I've been trying to get him on here for forever. He actually just got back from a deployment. So, you know, real happy again to have you back. Uh, you know, super excited when you came back. It's an it's a energy you bring that some people can't match. So it's great to have you here. So before we jump into it, please go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. All right, yeah, uh, Kadeem Murray, uh, come from Stone Mountain, Georgia, uh, not too far from Atlanta. Uh, so uh, I'm Marine Corps, Captain, Marine, Captain United States Marine Corps. Uh, I'm a supply officer by trade. Uh, currently, I'm the bros, not currently, I'm the bros. Sigma Gamma Gamma Okinawa, Japan. Uh, the good bros, the good cues. Shout out to the Sigma Gamma Gamma cues. You know, far east cues, we we do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so that yeah, that's a little bit who I am right now. All right, so you know, you with you just getting back from deployment. I know before you left, we spoke about a lot of goals that you were setting for yourself, uh, specifically some being financially. So now that you're, of course, on the finance, bruh, it's only right that yeah. I want I want. Can you describe like what what your goals were and like how you came about you know creating those goals and then like what you've been doing to work towards making sure that you can can accomplish them as well? Okay, yeah. Um. So, like throughout life, uh, you know, people got lifetime goals and you uh talk about uh generational wealth. So coming and talking to different people who've been in deployment. This is my first deployment. So um, you know, talking to other other Marines. And you talk about how much money you can make and how much you save, um, you know, because you're away from home and you don't have any much, you don't have anything to spend on, especially being on a ship uh, for six months. You, you know, only time you get off is, you know, buy food or, you know, uh, go out shopping. Or, other than that, you're just saving money. So my goal uh, was really just to, to, to save, 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 save. Um, and then just while on deployment, I got to thinking a lot. I had a lot of time to think. If I wasn't working, yeah. I was laying in my rack or, you know, you know, walk around, going to the gym and just had time to think. So sort of felt like a prison, man, for real. <laughs> three hots in the gym, cot, three hots in the cot. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no, nah, it, was, it was good. We had our freedom. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of time to think about like what I, what I want to do and, you know, my life. Um, so when I got off um, or my time of like, what am I going what am I going to do when I get off the ship? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really just like living life um i want to enjoy life uh eventually like start a family and so starting to get and think about the family think about like okay like what am i gonna do for my like my my wife and kids you know i'm single right now but it's like what am i gonna do for my wife and kids and how will i you know, plan for the them? future yeah plan for the future how i set them up for success um and so uh i was just thinking about like different ways of like how can you know thinking back to when i started off my career when i left college i had all this college debt and it was just just like anybody talks about debt it's just the weight that's on your shoulders it's just like heavy um and so i had made some decisions to where i was like basically not enjoying life because i just wanted to make sure i got this weight off my shoulders as soon as possible yeah um, but I, you know so just like anybody you don't want your children to go through anything like that so i'm thinking like how can i set my children up for success to where they won't have to to go through that um you know when they grow up and they start their career and they go to school debt-free you know look they know how to work with money they have you know 
vast amount of financial literacy, um, and they they just continue to be successful um, without being like silver silver spoon fed. Like, hey, I give them the tools, and they know how to use the tools, mm-hmm. and then they go on throughout life and do great, be great. Yeah, do great things. That's that's a, so. Those are some some great goals. Before we jump into some of these other things, you you mentioned that you got rid of the the weight, even though it was it was basically uncomfortable to do. Can you explain what that was like? So basically, you know, paying off your student loans just to get rid of mm-hmm. it, so you could breathe and be able to do some other things. Like, what was that process like? Uh, first, like even when you made the decision, like yo, I got to change something, and then after you made that decision, like what changes did you make and what was that process like? And then like, let's talk about what it's like on the other side of it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it was a long story short sacrifices, right? So, um, graduated. So while I was still in school, um, I knew I had these different loans and I knew, I knew about this, uh, SCRA civil service relief act. Um, so I got preview of that pretty early. Um, you know, thankful for the, USA uh, career starter loan. So I used that and I basically use it as a consolidation loan. So mm-hmm. I, all my loans that was, you know, 6% or higher or the highest, highest percent APR loans that I had, I used that 25 K and I paid those off. Um, mm-hmm. So it automatically dropped my um, APR down to like 2.99 at the time when I had it. Did you just think to do that or somebody tell you to do that? Oh no, I just thought I was like, why why have all these different loans as like six six percent here, eight percent here? And and I was like, I got this, I could have this one huge loan, this low uh APR, and we just pay these off and then just have the small one. So I just no, thought was, numbers. That that just was good. How old were you? I was uh I was probably still I was 20, 20. You did 20 that or 20? 20? Right, you, yeah, that's that's what I call ahead of your time, right there, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know about consolidation loans. I just learned about consolidation loans like maybe a few years ago, and I was like, oh, I did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, snap. All right, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's how I started off. Um, and then once I graduated, I was at TBS, uh, the basic school up in Chronicle, Virginia, and so now everybody's uh. Everybody has money. We're all settled tenants, and we go from you know broke college kids for the to, first got, time. For the first time, we like okay, yeah. We when we got freedom, we're gonna go to DC. We're gonna go to you know Fredericksburg, wherever, um, and have a good time. So everybody was going out on the weekends, um, going to DC, blowing money on hotels, uh, buying rounds. Everybody buying rounds at the bar. Yeah. And for me, I was like, okay, these guys went through RTC. These guys, you know, had a sports scholarship. Uh, you know, they they're debt free. They already graduated, and this money is theirs. Mm. Uh, for me, I was like, I owe somebody. I owe so this money's not mine, and I don't like that. You know, that cloud that somebody can have over over, yeah. over you. So it's I like was they, like, I got like they own you in a way. Yeah, yeah. So and I I, I wanted my freedom. So I was like, I got to get this get this money off my back. So instead of uh. If I go out, I'll catch a ride with them on carpool down there. Um, you know, somebody will probably have to come back because they don't want to spend a hotel, some money for a hotel, and I'll come ride back with them. Uh, we'll go out to drink. Uh, I'll probably buy a bottle for pregame before then. And, you know, at the bar, I'll just, you know, chill or, you know, be like the sober sober guy or maybe just like, you know, not have as many drinks or something like that. But that's what it came down to. People would uh, go out to eat. 
we'll go to the field, we eat MREs all, all week or whatever, uh, and then come back. He's like, oh, guys, like, you know, let's go out to this restaurant. We'll go out to the rest- that restaurant. Um, so instead when, of doing that, I, when I was there, I would, too. Huh? We did that when I was there, too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and it was crazy because, like, uh, only a few people were, like, thinking like me at the time. I was like, okay, I could spend all my money at the restaurants or I could, you know, stay here. I go to the Hawk because the, the Hawk had, uh, like, you buy a beer, but they had all the food for free uh-huh. on Fridays. Yeah. Hawk Fridays. So we'll go eat those that food for free. Um, and then other other times, like, we're on Camp Barrett, then uh, we'll go to the Chow Hall. Chow Hall had meals no more than $6 a meal, um, depending on what time of day it was. So I was like, I could do that since, you know, we didn't have access to a kitchen or anything. So I did that and I just like was trying to find ways to save money mm-hmm. in order to pay off this debt aggressively. So um I you know a lot I don't know the percentage, but a lot a lot of my paycheck, um, you know, week after you know, bi week after bi weekly, um, would go straight to my my loans and I was just to pay that off super aggressive. Um and then over time I started learning more and thinking about uh, you know, more finances and stuff. And then I found out about the snowball effect. Um, and then I started using that later on and just just moving, uh, just tackling it, just getting rid of it. So would you say, because you, I'm glad you brought up that snowball, right? Because I, I like when I, when I speak with people about, you know, getting into like paying off their debts, many of them are very like discouraged, like, ah, these numbers are so big. I just can't see it going yeah. away and so this process that you describe right it all started with you just one making a decision right to mm-hmm. make a change right and then after that the focus was on finding ways to cut out the extra spending so that you could fully focus on paying everything down and that's a one that's a difficult process to maneuver through but would you say that you the only way you got better was by doing it and as you did it it got it got, I wouldn't say easier, but it, it became a part of your routine, which didn't make it, it make, didn't make it seem like it was something extra that you had to do anymore. It just seemed like something that you should be doing. Definitely, definitely. It just, yeah, because, uh, and it was, I think it was really easy for me uh, starting off, like, my life and career outside of college, because it's like, you don't miss nothing you never had, so if you didn't, you're not used to spending all this, you know, this 3K every month on, like, for yourself, yeah. um, then, you, it's not like I'm cutting out anything. It's like it, it it became forced to happen. As I got paid more, I got to spend more towards that because I'm not used to having this extra extra money in my pocket. Mm. Um, so it just became a part of a part of me. Um, and then it sort of slowed me down to like make impulse buys and purchases. Um, it just disciplined me a lot. So that's how that's sort of how I had went through it. Um, and it it wasn't it wasn't too much of an adjustment. It was more just, um, yeah, that's just who I was. And so some people would call me cheat. Um, some, some people on the other side were like, oh, yeah, he's being frugal. And, and so I was just like, look, I got goals, and I, I want my freedom, financial freedom. And so that's, at the end of the day, that's where I just kept my eyes focused on. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that people called you, like, cheap, and because I, I dealt with the same thing forever. And right. it's it can be annoying when – people don't understand the bigger picture but it's also important to understand that those people who call you names ain't gonna come to pay these bills for you at the end of the day so it really doesn't matter and I think that's something that's really important for people to understand as they're trying to pay off debt is people are going to say things but 
you can't let that eat up space in your mental because you already have to focus on the mission at hand and nobody can carry it out but you, which means your opinion is the only one that matters. And if you tell yourself it could be done, it'll be mm-hmm. done. The only question is how fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I'm laughing, I'm laughing in my head, but like, uh, there was a couple of times we went to the bars and I told you like, I wouldn't buy as many drinks or whatnot. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we were down in DC and, uh, <laughs> and I'm out with my friends. And so they're, they're buying, they're buying shots. Like, Oh man, I got the first round. I'm like, all right. Cool. Like, and so naturally I don't like people, you know, doing stuff for me. Cause I feel sometimes I feel like I gotta do, gotta get, I gotta reciprocate. Yeah. So I, I want to, you know, give and take. Right. And so they're like, oh, yeah, I got the first round. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm good, y'all. Like, oh, yeah, Kadeem, here's your shot. I'm like, ah, all right, well, <laughs> got it now. Like, you know, cheers. All right, cool. Then the second second guy, he goes out like, yeah, I got a round for everybody. And I was like, yeah, y'all know, I'm chilling. He's like, nah, Kadeem, I got you a shot. And then so, you know, third third round goes around. It's like, well, it's time for another shot. Let's go Let's go for another shot. Hey, oh, Kadeem, you got it? I was like, ah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, yeah, I got you. So, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll stop and say, like, you gotta make sure, like, your friends who you, who your circle is, mm-hmm. they either are aware of your financial goals or like they respect your financial goals. Um, because if not, then you can get like put in like you know peer pressure. And you know, me being what young 20, 22 year old Kadeem at the time, I was like, yeah, man, I got this round. And so I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, and mind you, like throughout college, I didn't go to the bar for real. I would just pregame, you know, wherever, and then we'll go to the party. Same. So now, so now I'm out, uh, and I'm like, okay, uh, I gotta get me some cheap liquor, cheap liquor. <laughs> so What's I didn't know about, like, yeah, so I didn't really know about top shelf, you know, bottom shelf, all that, or house, house liquor, whatever. So I was like, uh, I seen something on the floor, and I was like, maybe, maybe that is bottom shelf. Like, I was like, I didn't know to ask for house. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let me get eight shots of that. And so I'm like, okay. So, or it was five shots of that. And it was like some, some crazy number that yeah, it showed up to be like $80. And so I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, uh, and so she gave me the tab and I was like, oh man, I ain't giving no tip, man. I can't afford a tip. I didn't, I ain't planning for this. I didn't budget for this. Like, <laughs> man, I'm barely gonna be able to eat. Like, how am I gonna get the sweet? So, man, I I gave that shot, and I mean, I'm like over here reluctantly, like, man, here, man, here's my money for the week, man. And um, yeah, we took it, and I was like, man, my my whole night was blown after that. It was it could have been a great night. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so yeah, I really uh. I didn't. I didn't been there before. I'm. I'm just picturing yeah. the same situation, and it's like yeah. that. It, it. That's the building the power to to say no. But that. That's why. It's almost easier. I, I tell people it's easier to just find alternatives to to those environments when you're trying mm-hmm. to go through this process because it gets hard to tell people no when you're in it, right? But it's like I can't. I physically can't come there because these are my goals, but it goes back to, like you said before, right? Like you have to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone is aware and respects mm-hmm. your financial goals, but that, you know, just like we do here where we, everybody goes to the house most of the time and we mm-hmm. have a great time. We save money, 
and yep. we do things that economically make sense. It's just right. Yeah. Why why wouldn't you? But it's also because everyone around here also wants to mm-hmm. they aspire to do and achieve more. So it's Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. Why would we all not do something that can help all of us move forward or progress forward in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all look. So yeah, we all go to to the house and we. So everybody likes to go and spend like you know thousand dollars on VIP at the club. Man, we can have a club here, like like we do at your house. Like we had the music, had the drinks, you know, good vibes. We mm-hmm. you know, it food. is a club. Yeah, food like we we good. Everything so, like, everything you need. Yeah, so sometimes that's that's what it takes too. Like you know, find like-minded friends and y'all just congregate together and y'all have a good time and y'all still are, are meeting your goals, you know, bit by bit. So. Yeah, and that that goes with the understanding that the good time comes from the people, not necessarily the place. Because you could be at a great place with the wrong people and have a terrible experience, just like you could be at. Yeah. A, like just like it's, I always use Okinawa as a reference. Like there's people that go there and tell you they had a miserable experience. And there's mm-hmm. people like me that will come oh. and I'll scream from the top of the mountains that everybody needs to go to Okinawa because I yeah. I took I, I got the right people around me and because of that we had a, a great time. And that's all yeah. you, you get to you you get to control your environment. If you don't if you don't like mm-hmm. the people around you, it's not easy, but it's recommended that you aggressively try to change it to be somewhere where you can grow and, and foster a better life. Like I I could not it you know, we all talk about, you know, growing and doing all these things. I couldn't imagine being 30 and having the same mindset that I did when I was 21. That, that seems like a failure in my eyes now. Yeah, that, that, and you just like, what do you got to show for it? Cause, uh, you know what I mean? Like that mind, like nine years, like you think back and it's like, man, time flies, but you learn a lot, you develop and grow a lot over time, you know, or it should be. And if you're not, and you're still doing the same thing, like man, remember that day we used to do this and that? And you like you, you know, you want you want to stay there, and it's like, man, you got friends who've grown and they develop and they moving on in life, and it's like, yeah, that's what we used to do. We don't do that no more. It's like mm-hmm. now you over there, you feeling like, dang. So I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't imagine that, man. That's, that's rough. So you also mentioned earlier about how you you were making plans for your children right so they don't have to do they don't have to worry about getting out of school and having a bunch of debt and generational wealth which you mentioned as well and so I guess my first question would be what what is generational wealth to you like what do you see that is so for me it's more so uh where my my kids have a foundation Mm. so um you know you can go you can get into deeper but it's like you think about us as a race um, and having like these, you know, constraints in comparison to different races in, in America or, or in the world. Um, and I don't want that to be an excuse because some people can use it as, as an excuse mm-hmm. um, or some people, I mean, it's however you look at it, but um, I don't want my kids to have that option. Mm-hmm. So I want them to know, know their history and everything, but also, you know, be well, you know, put in a position uh, to set up, be set up for success to continue to build on this foundation that they've been blessed with mm-hmm. um, through the hard work of their ancestors. Um, and so now that they have this foundation, they can uh, they can build on that and then they can pass it down to the next generation. It's not because uh, some people think like, okay, I have $100, I'm going to die tomorrow, I got to spend $100. Mm. If I got $100 and I got I a kid, take it with me. 
Right, yeah, I, I can't take it with me, so I'm gonna go buy this fur coat. Y'all bury me in a coat. It's like, <laughs> like no, like especially like if you got kids, I think like my my thought process goes: if I got a hundred dollars and you know I got a kid, I got one on the way, or whatever the case may be, or I got I got nieces and nephews right now, so that's what I'm thinking about. Until I get my family, I got my my ten nieces and nephews. Ten, right? I got ten. So Ooh. right. So we got we got a whole little little pack over here, right? So I'm like, <laughs> if you know something happens to you know, God forbid, my brothers and sisters, um, you know, and they they come stay with me, I want them to like you know still have that family and have like resources, you and know, at the yeah, opportunities, yeah. Um, so it's more uh, almost lost my train of thought. Uh, so. Dang, that's my train of thought. You talking about having like providing, you know, your your ten nieces and nephews with like resources. They came just like your kids. We talking about um generational wealth. Yeah, so um, so they we all got a foundation, and then so you have the resources to build and continue your foundation. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you uh, if I get buried t- today, and all I have, or I'm getting buried tomorrow, and all I have is a hundred dollars, and I know I have a hundred dollars, I'm not gonna just go spend it on some like you know something materialistic that or you know go eat at some lavish restaurant where i can't take it with me um what i want to do is you know probably invest it save it where it's going to like build it's going to collect interest and compound interest um and then when my nieces and nephews get you know 18 21 they can say oh uncle kadeem left me that you know so let me go take that and i remember he taught me that he taught me about this he taught me about that um so let me go take this you know three hundred dollars that from the hundred that he put in there and let me go do this and flip it and make it however much um Mm -hmm. and then so now they made it you know ten thousand dollars by time you know whatever whatever the case may be they have their own child and they teach them the same things and like now they flipped it and they they have they flip it to a million dollars and it just continues to grow and grow and grow because they have this um you know something that started off as small as a hundred dollars from Uncle Kadeem grew to be like this, you know, wealth of money, um, but it's also like knowledge of resources um, and, and opportunity as we talked about. So, um, and then, you know, how I'm resting in my grave or, you know, you know, from heaven looking down on my family, they, they doing great things down here and they're like, they're just having a good time. They, they you know, they're working uh, or, or making the money work for them. You know, because they, they know this system, they figured it out, and they don't have to struggle. It's like no opportunity for struggle. I don't know why. Like, you know, some people love love to struggle. Um, but I think people like love the to make it out the struggle more. But if you never have to go through it, um, and I and I don't and I what I want to do is I want to say this, like I don't want them to like to ever like feel like spoon fed unless it's like mm-hmm. spoon fed information, mm-hmm. but still keep them hungry for more. Yeah. Um so they, they know the resources, but they learning more and they figuring it out. And like, they, they want to grind, um, not to go through, like to fight out of a struggle, but because the achievement just feels so great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with all, you know, of course, and all glory to God, but like the achievement of everything that, you know, they, they're putting their work towards, it just feels, it feels great. And some that they can share with others, not just in the family, but, you know, because, you know, we uplift. So we give, you know, my friend over here, 
my cousin over here, my cousin over there. Like, you know, we just, everybody's long, everybody's growing. And um, that's what I want. That's my vision of generational wealth. No, that's, that's, that's huge. So a huge part of that, that you were, that you were mentioning to is knowledge. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think generational wealth is an extremely huge part of generational wealth as a whole, because without knowledge, it can only continue so far. But I think it's also important, like you said, to make sure that along with the knowledge, they also have that thirst and that drive to do more, but it's easier at least I hope, you know, and I've seen some people, but I hope for like, for me, for instance, when I have children, I hope that through them watching me, it becomes, you know, like they say, the children really watch, right? And because they see mm-hmm. do those things, it's not going to be as difficult to to train them to do it. They're like, oh, you know, pops do that. Oh, and then so mm-hmm. they're going to want to emulate you and they can either emulate you doing the wrong actions or the right actions. So right, I take yeah. the time to make sure that I'm doing those and find ways to start getting them involved and teaching them that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me, I'm going to try the, the earlier, the better. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be like, oh, you got to wait till you're 16. Nah, if you, at four, yeah. if you understand this and stuff, yeah, you go, you can repeat the, the definition of debt to me, then you're going to know what debt is. You know, like, I want to yeah. get that stuff in there quickly mm-hmm. because the more time they have to, to learn that stuff, by the time they, you know kids learn so quickly, they can be a beast yeah. by the time they're eighteen, and that carries oh. on. Um, and like you said, and then the generosity too, right? The generational wealth spreads through through the giving piece. Like, I, mm-hmm. what good is the what good is the knowledge if I'm the only one that has it, right? I, mm-hmm. I should be giving it to everyone else, especially the ones mm-hmm. that show themselves worthy to know it. And you know, being able to be in that position, especially in a family where you can be that 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 well of information. For everyone mm-hmm. to up and 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 support and guidance that's a a huge honor to have when you when you understand the power that you have right and it's like oh yeah. I, can, I can teach people how to do i can help you fix this i understand i can explain this to you i can guide you mm-hmm. on the correct decision to make why you shouldn't buy that car or why you shouldn't be renting that apartment and it's like oh mm-hmm. you're saving people you know years and years of work trying to undo something they did just because they didn't know Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like my uh, my thought, I was thinking about that one time I was at home because I'm being you know Marine Corps. You don't I don't get to see my family that much. So the times I am home, I try to like just pour into my nieces yeah. and nephews as I can. Like I gotta, I got to just like, hey, come here, give me a hug, and let, let's talk. You know, <laughs> sit a little, let's play, let's talk, let's play, let's talk. And so uh, I remember a couple couple years ago, I was, I was at home. Uh, for Christmas, my oldest nephew, and uh, I was trying to teach him about interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was, I think he, uh, I think somebody, I think my my dad probably gave him like fifteen or or probably think it was twenty dollars or something like that. And so I was like, okay, hey, uh, hey, Nas, let me get let me get your twenty, let me borrow your twenty, and uh, go run to the store, and then I'll pay you back, you know, twenty percent interest or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, invest invest in me for a little minute so I can use it to go do something, and then I'll give you that and some more. And so he mm-hmm. first he was like, What? No, this is my $20. <laughs> he was like, I love you, but nah, you good. <laughs> and so I had to, uh, of course, I had to go grab my sister and like explain to him. Uh, so she was like, It's okay, give him, he'll give you some more. And like, um, but what, what I was trying to do is basically like run it like I was a business. 
mm-hmm. and I wanted him to to pay me because you know that's all it is. Business take your money, they go do their work, and because they made so much money off of yours, and they'll give you yours back and some more. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to you know get that to him at a young age, and of course he was six at the time, so he wasn't gonna yeah. understand. Um, but my thing was to like every time I come home, I do it more you know, over and over again until he knows like what's going on. He understands the concept. So mm-hmm. then he also won't be fearful of taking chances. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he'll he learn that, okay, investment doesn't always mean you lose. Um, it also, you can also learn some, I mean, gain from it too. So um, I went to the store, I got, you know, changed for a five or whatever. came back. I was like, yeah, but I appreciate it. I uh, gave him his, uh, I gave him his money plus an extra uh, $2 for, you know, the 20%. Um, and then so gave him a text message because he's spoiled. He got a little phone, eight years old. <laughs> How old is he now? Yeah, he eight now. Ah, big eight. You know, he, he think he's grown now. Oh man, he like a little teenager, man. It's, it's wild. <laughs> he's like he's playing. It was uh last Christmas or Thanksgiving. He was with the kids. He's like, I know they're gonna know me. They're just boring. I was like, what? Oh, you a kid yourself, man? What are you talking about? Go play, man. Get in my face. Um. Yeah, man. So um, I try to do stuff like that. And um, of course, like you don't understand, but I think like little, little stuff like that, uh, people get creative, you know, the imagination is, is yours. So like you can go as big as you want to go. But these kids, like you said, like they'll soak up any and everything, like whether you give them your phone and let them get on TikTok for 30 minutes or, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk to them and have a valuable conversation. So I try to, I try to do little stuff like that. And um I see there, there's a lot of like little workbooks and all that stuff too. So uh plan on like doing investing in some of those like little tools and just mm-hmm. gifting those out to my friends, gifting those out to some uh you know different family members mm-hmm. uh, when they have a little one expecting or they're expecting a little one or whatever. So that way they can like read them, you know, read them this book, um, or you know, have this little workbook over um while they're doing their homework or after their homework or they start asking questions, you can show them and you know, walk them through it and uh, mm-hmm. you can use it as a tool. So I think little stuff like that is uh definitely like one of my goals uh or objectives to do to like you know reach the goal of generational wealth as well. That's so I don't think I've ever heard anyone with the story of like being so involved so early with teaching a child you know about like interests and things like that. I think that's I think that's super dope. Like I, that's that's cool. big kudos. That's a big bark to you. I, 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 but now it Appreciate is because you know I I think we go wrong by thinking that you know these children are too young when in reality they're they're not. Like they can be learning these things now, and mm-hmm. but it takes the creativity. Right? Like I can't you can't go and give them adult life level topics. You have to start figure out how to you know, lighten the load so that they can under, you know, just simple concepts and then start to build on it. And, you know, mm-hmm. apply it, you know, with different things. I think that's, even though he's, he's eight, he may not understand. I'm telling you, I can't wait to see what he's like when you, when he's like 10 and you're like, Oh yeah, he, he next thing you know, I, cause you see, you can see these videos online, like 15 year olds actively trading, yeah. making a lot of money and say, so it could be, yeah. you know, these kids are smart. Like if we, as long yeah. as we just allow them to be smart, they're going to be very smart. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's super cool. Like, and even I, and I know you might not be super interested in it because right? he's young, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, especially cause you the uncle too, you know, you, uncles always have that different way to get in. So he he might listen more cause it's coming from you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, um, 
so yeah, what got me thinking about it one time was uh, I was in college, and it's similar to what you were saying. Like you'll see all these different um, see these different stories of like young young children, uh, young adolescents, teenagers just doing great things, making you know tens of like thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember there's a story of this, this young young kid. I think he was 11 years old at the time, and he learned to import exports, like gain uh, trade tradings. Um, so what he was doing was he had a fascination with bow ties and he was like real creative. So he, he would design bow ties and like, and kids draw all the time. They sketch, they doodle mm-hmm. and like their creative mind is just like, and so they, he can come up with thousands of ideas. So what he was doing or his parents, you know, seeing this in them, um, he was, he would design bow ties. They would go to some, uh, some Asian uh, maker and they would like you know go buy them and so they would have them come uh, order order a bunch for like dirt cheap he'll flip them and uh, sell them for you know dollars on a penny you know to this place to that mm-hmm. place to this place and that place um and although maybe he was just a, you know just a designer but he was a part of part of the business yeah uh, or you know if he i, I don't remember because uh years ago i'm like losing my memory on that but uh Either he learned the business and he like ran with it or he was a designer of the business. But, you know, regardless, like if you just pour into like whatever they care about. Yeah, without like, a product, there is no business. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, I, I seen, I seen that and I was like, man, like kids are like super smart. And then like, everybody's like, oh, you know, my kid's smart. They can count. Like, yeah, they can count. They can do a whole lot more too. <laughs> yeah. So, a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say the hardest thing has been or what was for you as far as like setting your financial goals for like a, for someone listening, who's kind of at that moment where they're maybe figuring that they do want to free themselves up from some debt and they're, you know, also want, it's wanting to like make more money, save more money. Like what are, what are some things that you, I know we talked about, you know, the friend group and we spoke about, you know, making, making the tough decision, the sacrifices, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that's something that needs to really be harped on. Cause that's something that's hard for people. Oh, wow. I want to, I want to do that. Like, I'm sure you wanted to go party at TBS. It's just like, there was times mm-hmm. where I wanted to go party at TBS, but you had to, you realize what was more important. Like, I, this pain, oh, this little bit of fun tonight, isn't going to get rid of this pain that I feel every day. That mm-hmm. If I do this, this is going to make this pain last this much longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think the first thing to do, um, uh, first step is in anything is uh, well, I think if they're watching this, they they already probably taking the first step, and that's seeking knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it, you got to get knowledge. Um, you know, people say knowledge is power. I had a principal that uh, would tell us applied knowledge is power. So once you you know keep seeking this information. Uh, you know, whether it be come from watching a, a credible po- uh, podcast, uh, reading a book from a credible source, um, uh, taking t- taking courses online, taking courses in colleges, uh, just educate yourself about money because a lot of people get overwhelmed and they get uh, intimidated from, you know, you know, is this possible? Oh, I'm not this kind of person. I can't make this money. I Oh, I'm not, you know, whatever. And they start to already discredit themselves. They got to believe in yourself, seek knowledge, and then apply what you learn. And, and, you know, don't be afraid to go for it. 
Um, so I, I think the first thing for me was um, I took a, a matter of fact, it's crazy. It's right here. Um, so I took this my freshman year in college. I took this uh, family and personal finance class. And this is like one of the workbooks they gave us. Um, and so I just kept it. I was like, I'm not going to throw this away after the, you know, sometimes after you dump the class, you throw your books that away. Out. That was smart. Yeah. Man. So um, this was just something that I had. This was like, um, you know, it's just one of my tools that I had uh, just starting off. So every now and then, like throughout college, I'll go back and I'll just look at it. Mm -hmm. um, if I have questions, I, you know, um, I'll go ask professors or I'll go ask somebody on campus who I felt was a credible source and that like, they knew what they were talking about. They were pretty yeah. savvy. Um but uh yeah i think i think that's the first one and then it takes the discipline to actually apply the knowledge mm. um sometimes it's not always easy sometimes it ain't it'll come to you sometimes you got to make those sacrifices so it takes discipline um to continue to do that but i think there's a there's a a sermon that i learned my my freshman year is uh they call it the 3d's and it's the first d is uh drudgery so Anytime, like you're starting something new, probably is it's not gonna be hard. You're, you're like, man, I hate it. I don't want to do this. I just know I have to. Like, you know, I'm, I don't. I got. I gotta fight through it because it's it's unfamiliar. It's changed. You know, we're we're creatures of habit. Um, and then the second second D is discipline. So, you know, you you fought through it, and then it becomes a point like, hey, um, you know, you you start to hold yourself hold yourself accountable. I have to do this. You know, I have to do that. I have to do this. And so you you begin to you know work you put in the work over time and that you see stuff uh, appreciate from it you see you know um uh, outcome and it's, it's positive outcome it makes you feel good so then uh you get desire that's the third d now you want to do it like okay like how can i do this or somebody's asking you hey let's go do this like mm, i gotta go do this because yeah. i you know it became something you want to do so three d's uh it's think I think it's something I can plot uh, apply to this as well. Like it may not be easy at first, but over time you'll get used to it, mm -hmm. and you keep putting up work um, and the knowledge that you learn, and you keep applying it, and then you'll see some some positive feedback from it, um, and then you just you know you feel good about it, and it's just it's just a a path to success for you, and that's all you got to go. You got you got to go through your go through your path. Now, when it comes to that part of seeking knowledge. So there's many people who feel like they don't have enough time in the day to seek knowledge. And with you being a ground supply officer in the United States Marine Corps, you know, you're the epitome of no time, right? So right. what, what would you recommend for someone who feels like they may not have enough time to be able to start trying to learn these things? Um, You got to, so yeah, I think with anything, like you gotta make time. You make time for what you care for. Um, or you can't really make time, but like because you know, time is time is finite, but uh you you have to like find windows of opportunity or make windows of opportunity mm -hmm. for you to to you know really you know learn what you care about. So if you truly care about it, you'll um do things like in the morning while I'm getting ready for work. Um I listen to a podcast or like, you know, uh, money myth, uh, Wall Street money briefing minute or something like, and those are only like a minute or two of just information that's going on in the world. So I can stay abreast of like what's going on, um, on my way to work instead of listening to, um, you know, the newest album that just dropped or, 
you know, whatever the case is, the morning radio to listen to some gossip. Uh, I might still listen to like another podcast or I might listen to something yeah. else. Um, uh, or something, you know, something along those lines. Like, look, I think commute, if you don't have much time throughout the day in your time of commuting to and from work or, you know, offices mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, that's perfect time. Um, uh, your social groups, you know, like over the weekend, anytime you have off, uh, just having conversations. If you, um, if you don't have friends in your circle who aren't, you know, challenging you or like, you know, making you think like twice, like, okay, what am I doing? I got to catch up. I don't, you know, you want to elevate yourself because you are around great people. Mm-hmm. Then you probably got to pick a, uh, pick a different friend, friend group, friend circle, or just have different people. Like, okay, I have these guys who I want to like, uh, go party with. And, you know, we just have a good time. These guys who I want to have those intellectual conversations, we can pick each other's brain, mm-hmm. um, and challenge each other in that, and that's next. Uh, sense so um it might i say like you just gotta yeah you just gotta make time at the end of the day um whether it be on your way to commute i think these are like a couple ways to start off you know when you uh going driving around or just like in your free time when you're not at work uh find somebody who has either that you feel either reached their goals or is aspiring to goals like you who's also seeking knowledge um and just learn from them as well yeah and it I believe that people don't look at how they're using their time throughout the day either, right? Because if you think about it, somebody will go scroll on Instagram for 20 minutes. And it's, yeah. instead of scrolling on Instagram for 20 minutes, maybe you could have read an article or, or an ebook teaching you about something. So it like you, you have to be creative. And, you know, even if it's, yeah, you had a long day at work and normally your routine is to watch three hours of Netflix maybe 30 minutes goes to reading some part of a book or something mm-hmm. to build the habit and trying to find ways, you know, people see it as more work, but whether you see it as like daunting more work or not, it's, it's required. And, and so mm-hmm. the more we can find ways to just enjoy the process and like, yo, this is a requirement for me to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. The fact that the work needs to be done, it'll make it, still has to be done, but I, you probably get it done even faster because now instead of seeing it as something that you have to do, if you see it as something you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like sort of like going back to the, the 3Ds. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to need that too. I'm a, I, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely share it to you. If I, if I, yeah, I find the verses and everything I was associated to it. It was good. It was good. Um, I learned, yeah, that, that's, that set me straight as a young 18 year old on a lot of stuff. Mm. See, where'd you who who gave you that at eighteen? Where'd you get it from? So, matter of fact, I don't even think it was a sermon. I think it was a Bible study. Um, you know, so I went to a private Christian school, Carson Newman University, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gifted us all with a FCA Bible fellow uh, fellowship of Christian athletes Bible. Okay, and the so, blue one. Of it, say again. Is it blue? I think it was. I think I it think was. I- Oh no, mine is, it says God's game plan. It was one I got at the Shrine Bowl. That's why I was like, oh snap, I wonder if they uh, gave us the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I and I remember in the back, like they had each one was a different day. And I I wanna say, you know, sometimes the memory gets fuzzy, but I wanna say this was actually on my birthday because it was during football camp when I when I read this one. Um, but anyway, it was it was in the back of the, the Bible, it was in the Bible study um section. And so I remember just reading through it. 
And I was like, oh, that's pretty, pretty dope. But then I just started thinking about the different ways I could apply it. You know, I was just pondering on it throughout the day. And now um, I just see it in like so many, like how you can apply it to so many different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. Embrace the suck. You know what I'm saying? In the Marine Corps, like embrace the suck. It sucks to suck. But like it does at first, but then... It's just like, yep, you know, you know what has to happen. You got to do it, and then boom, like now you you flourish and like it's good. Um, you know, you're great at it, so let's do it. Part of the reason that people feel like it sucks so much is because it's a change, and yeah, that's the difficult. But nothing, I don't really know any situation where change is necessarily comfortable, right? Even for for the betterment of you, right? If you we're sedentary and you start working out, the change is going to be painful. You're going to, you do legs, you're going to be sore two days later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just a part of the, the growth process, if you will. And it's the same thing here, but you know, if you're going from a a lifestyle that you're comfortable in, but you're not achieving the things that you want to achieve and reaching the goals that you want to achieve, clearly there's something wrong with the environment. So you can't, I, I feel like you can't expect the change with your with your outcome if you don't want to change the environment that you're trying to create the outcome in mm-hmm. yeah um it's yeah like 100 agree 100 agree um uh, yeah you just you just you have to look around and see like what's going on um and like what do you want to do like is this conducive to to my goals is this conducive to my vision um and if not then you got to change it uh, you can't blame nobody else. You just have to change. You can only affect what you can control. And if you see like yourself in the scenario where you can control the, uh, you know, the current circumstances to change the outcome to something that's in the for the benefit of you, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, uh, it's not going to be easy. Like you said, like you know, change is not easy. Like we are creatures of habit. Um, we do what we what makes us feel comfortable. And if not, then we will adapt to it until it becomes comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if you change your change your uh, your habits or you change your actions, um, although it may feel uncomfortable at the beginning, you're used to it. Um, you know, if you eat start eating something or cut out something from your diet, you're like, oh man, I really miss that. It's hard. It's hard. But then your body gets used to it, mm-hmm. um, and then you start to think, like, oh, I remember I used to eat that. I used to look like that. I used to mm-hmm. to think like that. And you look at yourself now, you, I think a certain way, I look a certain way, I act a certain way. That's totally different. All because you have the discipline to continue to what you set your mind out to do. Um, it, like the mind is powerful. And if you set your mind to it um, and you truly believe it, um, have faith, then you'll definitely see some, you know, some changes. You know, it's kind of crazy how all these things tie together to help you get more value if you say you want to get more fit well it helps you financially because if you're more fit that means you're going to well typically right unless you're going to like whole foods or someplace i've never been but if you're shopping maintaining your budget you know like Mm -hmm. now you're eating clean you're not buying 12 bags of chips and all the snacks and all the juices and all the candy Mm -hmm. your grocery bill goes from 300 to you know 120 yeah, you you saving money there, and then you know maybe you get a little gym membership, cool. But 
because you're at the gym, maybe you're not spending so much time doing other things. So you canceled other memberships now. So it balances mm -hmm. out. Like then, you know, you're working on your mental now instead of going out and spending money on, you know, unnecessary things. Like maybe you buy a book or a course every now and then, but now you, instead of being out, you're taking the time to read and learn these things, which means you're in the house, not spending money, but you're also learning more to be better. And it, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, those, and those dollars really add up really fast. They do. Man. It's the same yeah. way that those little $5 charges every day at the, at the snack, you know, at the, at the, at the gas station down the street or at the MCX on base adds mm -hmm. up over the month. It works the opposite way too. If you can cut down mm -hmm. what you're spending every day and you, you have that, that positive Delta throughout yeah. the month that adds up and it, it becomes yeah. a game. Like what else, what else can I cut out? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like food is a huge piece because if you if you if everyone just you know i just want to work i'm gonna get fit i'm gonna eat right you're not you're not order you're not eating out you're not ordering doordash and you're not buying junk food that's a huge part of your your money that you're saving already just by making that decision right yeah it's it's uh yeah that the, the game part that's really what got me he's like oh man like so this is this is cool like you see you see that number you see that you know uh uh get that dopamine you know from mm -hmm. you know, Oh, this is this is cool. Like, all right, what else? What else can I do? Uh, yeah, I don't really need that. Let me cut that out. Like, it just keeps on going, or not. Now you have all of this. And you're like, oh yeah, like I really did want to do that. And I used to say that one day I'll be able to do it. Now that one day is here. Um, mm. So you can now you can you can enjoy yourself and like because a lot of people think like, all right, yeah, generational wealth. Like, you know, I do this. And I got to cut this out. I got to cut that out. And I can't live life. Um, I just got to live in a box, but now, like once you get to your goals and, and if you, you make goal setting normal and it's like, okay, I have this money over here. I'm going to set this goal up to go on this trip and you start working for it. Like little by little, boom, you're there. Um, and then, so you start getting like more methodical with your goal setting. Like, okay, before I had to like plan a year for this trip, I want to go, I want to go there in three months. Mm. Um, and I know where my money's going. I don't need this right now. That can wait, you know, whatever the case is. Because now, like, then that's the reward of having, like, man, this is, like, that's the reward of being debt-free. Like, it's it's all yours. You can do what you want. Like, you mm -hmm. you put the name to the dollar. Like, okay, I want I want to put that towards a motorcycle. I want to put that towards, you know, um, something for my yard. I'm going to uh, go on this trip here. Uh, I'm going to go spend, spend this to go you know, gift my parents, uh, or gift my wife or husband or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all yours. You can do what you want. I can go and invest this. I can go and, um, whatever the case is. So now it's like, okay, before I had to pay this little, little bit off over here for this loan. And I can only, you know, put this much to my savings or this much touch my investments. Now that that leg is gone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So now you, Okay, this this vacation, you know, it used to take me this long. I can, you know, boom, I can do that. I can do it tomorrow, you know. Yeah. So that's the reward, man. Uh, and that's why, like, I always like aggressively attack debt. Um, so that way, it's like, whatever I want to do, if ever I need to help, you know, want to help somebody or, um, or any any of the, you know, somebody, you know, ask me for something or I just want to do something. Somebody say, hey, let's go on a trip, you know, next month ah, man, I can't really afford it, you know, because whatever the case is, now I can. So, yeah. uh, I, I like, I definitely want, like, anybody listening, like, I, 
use that use that as a uh, incentive as well, man. So that that's a that's a beautiful part of it. You know, when you organize and you have a plan, everything comes together. Mm-hmm. But it starts with that organization. Like how big I'm I'm assuming that budgeting was a huge part of your progress as well. Yeah. Um and it's it's hard it's hard it's hard to budget like um starting off um uh, so like even and there's different different ways for people to do it too. Um I know some people use like the envelope method. Mm-hmm. So you'll have so many envelopes that's you know written off or whatever the case is, and once that money's gone, and that money's gone, it sort of like helps you because you're like, Oh, I blow money fast on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I blow, you know, I have so much money on this that I plan on using so cool. I got roll over the next month and continue to use whatever whatever the case is. Or I know myself and I know what I value so I can take more out of this um, and adjust my budget because a budget isn't, it's not concrete. Like, you know, once I say, said it is here, um, you should, you know, want to do it a little bit, like, you know, make it stick to your budget. But uh, if you realize like, okay, I over budget or un- under budget here, you can adjust it. And it's like a moving, uh, it's you, know, you know, it's flexible. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> Um, I think like, yeah, you can do that or you can just like, um, have different accounts or, or whatever the case is, you know, you can write it up and you can see what you've been doing in the past few months and like really get an idea of like how you want to budget your stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, it's very important. Um, uh, at least, at least ideally, like mm-hmm. you have to have some kind of discipline and a budget is definitely one of the, the best ways to, to help you out. I would agree a hundred thousand percent. And here's the thing is there's no way that you can actively track where your money's going unless you're actively tracking where your money's going at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. I always have my clients, I tell them to fill your budget out daily, right? Even me, if I spend money, I make sure I go put it in there because I want to know actively what I'm spending today on as, as we're speaking versus what I plan to spend for the month. And if I'm already creeping close to that well oh something's has to change but now right. i can catch it before it's a problem as opposed to leaving it unchecked and now it's always a problem right because now mm-hmm. i have a, a active you know if i budgeted 400 for groceries this month and we're halfway through the month and i'm already at 300 i got a hundred dollars to last me the next two weeks is that possible or i need to adjust something like what needs to happen do i need to pull money from mm-hmm. somewhere else which means i got to spend less on something else right mm-hmm. but it gives you that ability to keep track and really manage your money. And I always ask people is you spend your hard earned time. You spend your time that you can't get back to make that money. So why would you want to just let it go? Is your time worth that little to you that you don't want to sit down and make sure that the money that you're giving your time for to earn, isn't going to something that's going to make your life better. And I don't mean, material things when I mean better like it's you know it's going into creating assets that allow you to free up time maybe you don't have to work as much now you can spend more time with family now you can go take those trips now you can mm-hmm. spend more time working on personal development because you don't have to take mm-hmm. all the extra shifts at work um these things all uh it's, it's yeah <laughs> it's, it can get it can get fascinating you can really nerd out man you really nerd out um and it's just like yeah, and so like you learn more, you see so much. You, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's just like, man, you want to share. You want to like, hopefully, hopefully, you just want to share with everybody. Yeah. 
um, and become a philanthropist with not just your money, but your knowledge. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to share That's a big with the piece. Yeah. Because, like, so, yo, come, come do, like, we can all do this. Like, you understand? This could be all our life if it, just do this. And also, because I'm telling you this, I understand what it takes. I'm not going to ask you to go to the club every weekend. I'm not going to ask yeah. you to go eat, out, you know, go out to eat or to go to brunch every week. Right. But it, it we, we need to do these things because we can all, life can be so much better for all of us. These worries you have, yeah. can, we just have to do the work now. But we have to also stop telling ourselves that I'm going to do it later because later can become never very quickly. Yes. And definitely. If you if it's important enough for you to tell yourself to do it later, why not start now? Because if you don't start today, you're only prolonging how much longer it's gonna take you to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of one of the things that got me on that too was uh um guy came to our school, Alabama State, uh where I went to college at. I didn't say that earlier in my introduction. But a guy came to our school, we had a financial literacy class. Um and he showed he showed the chart. A lot a lot of people usually show this chart of like, okay, you know, employee B started investing at 18 years old and compound interest. This is what happened over time. Employee uh, employee A or whatever started investing at 35 years old. They started investing, you know, 150k. This person only had 10,000 or whatever. And just showing the end like time of like how this person still had so much more money at age 65 or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. like, Oh man. So I can't keep putting this off because even if I do, and I put so much more money into it, I'm really just robbing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so might as well start now. Um, you know, especially then, you, you know, there's lessons and talks about how, you know, of course the younger person is more, um, not radical, but, uh, uh risky more risky than, uh, you know, older person. So like mm-hmm. you get to be, you know, whatever age, you're not going to be more inclined to put 150K towards something that, yeah. you know, cause you like, oh, I need the security. Like I'm going to need this like for a rainy mm-hmm. day or for whatever the case is. So yeah, like don't, don't, don't cheat yourself. Don't rob yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Uh, you know, go ahead and if you got goals, go for your goals. Cause tomorrow's not promised. It's not. So start today. So start today. Yeah. Uh, Kadeem, it's been a, a very great conversation, my boy. Uh, before we yeah. get off the show, is there any last words that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Um, you know, uh, really just want to harp on financial literacy. Um, educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. Uh, apply knowledge is power. And we just got to be disciplined. It's going, it's, it'll get better in the end. So that's all hey, I got. Kadeem, really appreciate you again. For the listeners, once again, I, I tell people all the time that the show is about personal finance, but personal finance is way more than numbers and spreadsheets. And the more we can work on these other aspects, the more that it all come together and the numbers and the spreadsheets will work for you. I promise. All right. But with that being said, Thank you all for listening. Let's get into smoking. Hey, let's do it. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir.